0: You're listening to Crypto at the Ferrum Roundtable, made for the people who want to make the most out of their crypto journey with the mission of breaking down barriers to mass adoption of blockchain technology. This podcast is brought to you by the folks at Ferrum Network. All information in this podcast is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information contained in or provided in this podcast is not intended to be and does not constitute financial advice, investment advice, trading advice, or any other advice.
1: Welcome to another video of Ferrum Academy. I am Joe Robinson with the marketing team, and I'm here today with co-founder and CEO Ian Friend. How are you doing today, Ian? Hey, Joe. Doing well. Doing real well. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for joining. Um, today we're going to talk about a big question that a lot of people, some people might know, and some people might not. A lot of a lot of people don't know, and that is what is. Bitcoin maximalism. Um, I did a quick Google search, I I already knew a little bit about this. But essentially, uh, what we want to get into is the details of this. And that is Bitcoin maximalism is a group of people that believe that Bitcoin is going to be the only digital currency in the future, and that everything else is absolutely inferior to it. So I wanted to get Ian's thoughts on this today. Ian, what do you think about this take on uh, Bitcoin maximalism? How do you think it even developed?
0: Well, it's
2: interesting because you see this concept of maximalism arise, not just with respect to Bitcoin, but with any number of the sort of major cryptocurrencies, where you have a faction of supporters of a particular asset or coin, that believe that that you know asset or coin is is the be all end all and everything else is, is inferior or or will be obsolete one day so it's not just in the bitcoin community this concept of maximalism. but i think a lot of it has to do with financial interest you know these be you know maximalism maximalists tend to hold a lot of the asset that they're you know vocally uh promoting um and that's in the in in that that that's an important thing to realize when you are diving into the crypto space um, is just this notion of interests. You know, what, where where is it? Where does somebody's interest lie? You know, and 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 then therefore, how reliable is the information? And, you know, in the best case, people disclose their holdings, or or it's obvious that they're you know, like I'm the founder of Pharaoh, co-founder of Faram. <laughs> obviously you know i love talking about Ferrum. i'm i'm a you know farum max maxi as you might say <laughs> uh, but that, that's obvious like i'm of course right like that's that totally. goes into the territory uh, others you know it's important um you know for you to understand that they may have a financial interest in promoting a, a token one way or another it's a very important thing to understand but uh, yeah i think look there, you know there's there's uh, there is uh, they have some valid points uh you know Bitcoin's a big daddy it's it's the it's the it's the coin that started it all uh and and it started the blockchain revolution so I I am a firm believer in Bitcoin I'm a holder of Bitcoin I love Bitcoin but I also hold other things Bitcoin has Bitcoin has its use case and there's other um technologies and assets that have their use cases so I, I I think it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me to be a complete and total maxi where you think that Bitcoin's gonna be the only digital currency. That's obviously been disproven because there's hundreds of digital currencies. Now we could argue about whether how you know whether they're all useful, whether they're all solving problems. That those are you know, reasonable minds can differ there. But you know, the the fact is, you know, Ethereum, I think, has demonstrated that it has a use case, uh, and that's not Bitcoin. So B- Bitcoin maximalist probably i think i've probably lost the argument that's not to say that they don't have some valid points bitcoin is amazing and i'm happy to talk about why i love it but you know let's just i think the important thing is whenever you you see someone promoting something or taking a position on twitter or youtube what have you you should just take that with a grain of salt and understand they may have a financial interest in saying saying one thing
1: or another very important concept totally and i think it you know I've run into some Bitcoin maximalists um, in in my day, and I think that some of them are just so convinced that, like, with time, Bitcoin truly will be the only one around. But the second I talk to them about what else is going on in the space, they just don't seem to be aware of it at all. Um, Do you think they that that's being done out of almost like a self-protection mechanism because they just kind of want to believe in their strategy of like i'm holding bitcoin and only bitcoin and i don't want to hear about other people getting these amazing gains with other projects because when the bear market comes in a lot of those gets wiped out or what do you think it is you think it's it's self-preservation
2: yeah that's interesting psychological observation there i think uh, that that may partially be the case um or just may simply be a case of um, they they just don't have the time or the interest to um research or, or understand much else about the crypto space. But I mean, you'd have to be um, you know, you have to be almost living under a rock uh to hold, you know, imagine a person who holds Bitcoin and is very fervently passionate about Bitcoin, yet has not heard of NFTs, yet has not heard of DeFi. Yet has not heard of uh, you know some of these you know uh, uh, Ethereum or other major uh, chains that that exist. I find I find it unlikely, I, or I that that's probably a very narrow subset of people who truly don't know or don't or have no knowledge of um, you know those other things happening in the space. So it may be self preservation, or they just may f- so fervently believe that you know Bitcoin is the only thing that matters that they just don't pay attention to anything else. I don't I don't know.
1: What do you what do you think are some use cases that don't work for Bitcoin and, and that do work for other chains?
2: Oh, God, there's so many. I mean, the Bitcoin network is um, it's slow. It's expensive. Uh, there's no smart contracts. So right. uh, you can't you can't do DeFi on Bitcoin. You can't have NFTs um, on Bitcoin. Uh, so, you know, that whole ecosystem that Ethereum is built up and all the other smart contract um block-based blockchains are, are, are developing you know you can't have any you, you know DEXs so you, it's just on and on you just can't you, Bitcoin is look it's a wonderful payments it's a glo- it's sort of a global payments um infrastructure it's a store of value it's demonstrated its its um use case as a as an incredible store of value and if you come from a country whose uh national currency is subject to bouts of inflation, <laughs> like the US dollar, for example, um, you know, Bitcoin is a wonderful hedge. I think it's just establishing itself as kind of a hedge um, in times of global instability Um, you, kind of, you know, kind of that digital gold narrative. So, so Bitcoin has incredible use cases, but, just the, but the technology itself is all relatively limited compared to like an Ethereum, for example, Because no smart contracts on Bitcoin that you know you just can't have a lot of a lot of those a lot of the things that we come to know and love about crypto just don't work on Bitcoin so right it's almost like apples to oranges in a sense
1: totally and so you know there's the so there's Bitcoin maximalism but there's also a, a large group of people that think down the line at some point we're going to see a chain that emerges and you know some people call this chain maximalism it seems like all the definitions in crypto are kind of ever evolving I was trying to find like the the set you know, definitions of this kind of stuff. And by the way, if you're looking for more info on Bitcoin maximalism, there's a great article in Investopedia, Um, I will include that link in the comments uh, in the description below, just in case you want to educate yourself a little bit further. This is a Ferrum Academy video. Um, But what do you think about, you know, down the line, like, where do you see the industry going in the next two to three years versus two to three years versus you know, 15, 20 years, do you think that there's a chance one chain could emerge as as the main enterprise chain or the or I don't know. I mean, like, or is it really gonna be a bunch of different blockchains kind of providing services for different ecosystems and different communities?
2: Yeah, I think it's more the latter. Um and that's what has uh reality has demonstrated thus far. You have many different chains, all with kind of their you know, unique uh, use cases in a sense. Although a lot of them are just more you know copycats of each other, um, copycats of Ethereum, really. Maybe just fat, you know, faster and cheaper. Um, so you have your smart contracts um, networks. You have your very fast and cheap blockchains that are you know kind of designed to be you know, Bitcoin copycats, but but faster, and cheaper. Although those are more or less obsolete, I think at this point. But in even, you know, I think what has happened is because there's been a lot of value uh, built around some of these other chains um, and, and some of them do serve, solve wonderful or solve problems in are in a really wonderful, um, you know, technologies. Um, I don't think they're going away. I don't think there's ever going to be one. And, and there's not be one chain that just renders everything else obsolete there. And the reason for that um, is, is in my opinion, something uh, that, people refer to as the blockchain trilemma. So it's very hard to make something that's very fast, very scalable, and very secure. Right. Those, those things um, are sometimes in conflict with, or are really always in conflict with one another. Um, and I'm not an engineer, so I have only I only have a very surface level understanding of it, but because of that trilemma, um, you, you then, uh, that, you then have opportunity to sort of you have other chains that pop up solving different things maybe one's very fast and very scalable but maybe not super secure has outages and so on maybe that's like a so you can think like a solana um ethereum very decentralized not that fast and pretty expensive
0: uh <laughs> um, yeah,
2: yeah. But, but binance smart chain very fast um i think secure for the most part um uh, uh scalable but not decentralized so not very decentralized there's not that many nodes on there so so you sort of have to pick and choose and because of that it's an opportunity for more chains to pop in and sort of solve these niche things. not to mention all the value that's already being crude in some some of these chains or have 10 you know five billion, ten billion 10 billion dollars worth of value behind them like that's not just going to disappear overnight uh so i i don't think we're really ever going to see a time when there's just a single chain and that's why Ferrum I mean Ferrum is really trying to um, solve one of the big problems in the space that's related to this, which is interoperability connecting all these wonderful chain different chains together that's a big yeah, problem. so
1: so where do you see ferrum uh, playing like where do you see it positioning itself in in the next you know two three years five years ten years in this ecosystem where all these chains are emerging what where does where does Ferrum take hold in that
2: yeah, I think one thing Ferrum has Proven to be successful with is is our ability to add value to other projects. <laughs> we're very good at solving problems that uh, that, that that others may face, um, in the space and, and that we we ourselves face. And and one of these problems that we're seeing arising now with this sort of multi chain world that we're living in is is the difficulty in um in actually becoming a multi chain project because if you, you want to write a smart contract that's uh, aligned for Ethereum, on Ethereum. Um, it may not work on like an Algorand, for instance, because it's not EVM compatible. So our our mission with the Ferrum mainnet, which is coming out later this year, is to be is to is to be able to help developers and in, in, in projects communities solve some of those problems and allow themselves to seamlessly become multi-chain. That's really how we Incredible. see Ferrum positioning itself. So it's kind of like uh I I think it's a wonderful narrative. It's it kind of warms my heart like you know the, the, like we're sort of connecting all these chains together in a sense through the Ferrum te- network technology. And that's actually um uh, going back to when we started this in 2018 the name Ferrum itself is derived from the word Latin which has a property that sort of uh um, it, it implies that over time other elements will fuse towards iron. It's kind of this concept of uh, how Ferrum is connecting blockchains together. So uh it's a nice narrative um and it's and it's and it's something the industry really needs because it's a big problem
1: yeah and i think what's really cool is that ferrum on a partnership level has you know ferrum has a lot of partnerships it's incubated projects it's helped it's white labeled projects so it's already been building this network of partnerships that are on different chains you guys have launched stuff on a on the ethereum chain on the binance smart chain um and you're you've also launched projects like network that plan to be multi-chain um so i think that's that's incredible and really exciting um just to bring it back to the original bitcoin maximalism i just want to play a little bit of devil's advocate what would it take like news wise for bitcoin to truly be the only chain or for one chain to be the only chain i have a couple ideas myself and i think the likelihood of these scenarios are highly unlikely but i was wondering what like because you're you have a legal background what what would it actually take for for the entire crypto industry but Bitcoin to survive
2: so in other words Bitcoin
1: is the only survivor. yeah but there are yeah I would imagine there'd have to be some event that would happen <laughs> to
2: that. yeah that's like uh Armageddon uh level event for the crypto industry I mean I can't really foresee it um partially because the regulators in the states have already sort of given their blessing to ethereum And, um, you know, said it said that it's established itself as like a commodity, it's not a security. So it's exempted from a lot of different things that could subject it to various legal risks. So I don't think there's a legal I don't think there's a probability that um, anything legal from you know happens to ethereum for example maybe other chains are not immune to that some of the newer chains maybe did fundraisers or whatever they could you know be asked to get you know re- return funds to investors or or pay fines they're not gonna be shut down so i don't know i don't i don't i really don't i don't think there's anything that could really happen at this point that could that could change the trajectory of of the industry i mean i'd love to hear you know your thoughts and others but
1: no i mean i agree i mean i'm just taking you know i read a lot of crypto news i keep up on it as much as i can and all i'm hearing is the, at least on the u.s government side and and a lot of the european nations is kind of amicability towards crypto and wanting to help the innovation so the narrative I see is totally multi-chain, you know, Bitcoin maximalism is very dated and uh, kind of like, like you were saying, like under the rock kind of perspective. The only scenario I could see it happening in is if suddenly some massive event triggers the US government to outlaw crypto. And I just don't see that happening. I think that's, highly unlikely and when i read articles like that they're usually paid sponsored by somebody who wants you to pay them money to give them like two crypto coin suggestions at the long at the end of a very long video so i would recommend not listening to those videos not giving those people your money because typically they're just going to tell you to buy ethereum or something something really obvious like that um (laughs) so yeah I, i really think it's unrealistic um what do you think about uh do you think that there could be just like a few like because i know enterprise um blockchain is something that a lot of people are interested in like what kind what's the blockchain going to be that can handle scalability for enterprise um do you think that this is something that that could possibly be one chain or or not
2: so there already are chains uh private uh, permissioned ledgers uh, that are used by um, enterprise, uh, allegedly, I don't, you know, that's what they tell me, at least Hyperledger is one of them. There's a few a quarter or something is another one. Um, So there's a handful that um, are kind of servicing industries that aren't looking to be on like a fully decentralized chain, I guess, or permissionless chain that anyone can you know spin up a node. So there there is that subsect of uh, the industry. And those those chains aren't don't have a token because there doesn't need to be any sort of like
1: rewards for um like they're kind of like their own sandbox kind of deal yeah right? and
2: that's why you don't really <laughs> hear about them because you retail as a retailer there's no you know you can't invest in it it's just it's just like back office technology that like a financial company uses to do like back office transactions like it's very right. and doesn't really solve a problem because you might as well just use a centralized ledger at that point but in any event no i don't I, so i don't know i mean the, the, the question of, of the more interesting question is whether enterprise will actually adopt blockchains to any, in any meaningful That is way. a good question. Um, that was a big a trend or, or narrative back in like 2017, which was, hey, Ethereum has come out. It's this incredible um, innovation. We can remove the middlemen from, you know, all, you know, various transactions and, and industries. So we were like, we were gonna have the decentralized Uber. We were gonna have decentralized Airbnb. Uh, we we're gonna have to centralize everything and it, for some reason it didn't really happen um and who there's probably a 100 reasons why it didn't really happen but um uh i i think you know we, we have as an industry though, evolved and we have found use cases that you know are, are genuinely we're genuinely solving problems with like DeFi. so that's access you know access to certain financial instruments um we've we've solved crowd crowdfunding that was very much a sort of a uh a walled garden for you know just super wealthy you know vc types and now it's um you know you can crowdfund things using blockchain technology lending and borrowing um decentralized exchanges that's on the DeFi side nft side right which i know a lot of it's just sort of like silly art happening and that's cool and you know we're, we're having fun but uh there's also more serious stuff being solved with with nft so i i don't i, I don't know if the industry really needs enterprise um at this moment in time um to to make an impact and, and have you know solve problems and be successful uh I, i'd love to see it i just i don't know I'm, I'm just a little skeptical after having lived through the 2017 uh 2018 bull run Where they're telling us you know hospitals are going to put their rock records on the blockchain and this is going <laughs> to happen blockchain that can happen. With... like i don't think any of it happened <laughs> but the yeah, yeah. industry survived and we innovate it anyway
1: I think that goes to the heart of like, you know, I think we as humans love to like kind of jump to extremes. And, you know, there is no Bitcoin maximalism, there is no blockchain or enterprise maximalism, there's not going to be, you know, like, blockchains are going to be used for everything. I think, like everything, there's a spectrum. And, you know, there, there already are so many ecosystems and people who are really excited about their communities that they are part of like the farm community, we have a really incredible community that's gung-ho about ferrum and helping ferrum grow and um i think that's that's what we're going to see in the future we're going to see more of that um so I, I really can't thank you enough for taking the time with me today to talk about bitcoin maximalism. bottom line bitcoin maximalism, maximalism is a in ferrum's perspective and opinion a dated perspective that is highly unrealistic Um, And again, if you want to learn more about it or any type of maximalism for that fact, check out the Investopedia article that I've I've put down below. And please check out our Telegram, our Facebook, our YouTube, our Twitter. If you haven't subscribed to our channel here on YouTube yet, please do so. And please comment. And if there's anything you'd like us to teach you with the Ferrum Academy, please send us suggestions. We want to hear from you. Thanks so much. Ian, thank you. And we'll talk again soon. Thanks Joe, thanks everyone. Talk to you guys soon. Thank you. Bye.
0: Ferrum Network is a pioneer in ushering in the era of interoperability 2.0. Ferrum Network's mainnet nodes and related infrastructure will bring value, data, and functional interoperability to every chain in the industry. Ferrum also specializes as a multi-chain blockchain-as-a-service DeFi company, adding deflationary mechanisms, token utility, and advisory services to projects across the crypto space.